a crazy world with so much going on. Two brave gentlemen in Orlando, Florida, John Hannon and Chris Coleman, aim to provide a comedic spin on newsworthy and personal events. With one focused on funny and one informing, will they be able to save humanity with humor, facts, stories, and interviews? Join them as they try to fix the world's problems one joke at a time. This is Funny to Informing. Welcome to Funny to Informing, episode 159. Uh, this is the show where we focus on the jokes first with bits of information and stuff from the news and personal stories, sometimes interviews. I'm John, that's Chris Pizza of Heisenberg Coleman. Hello. And uh, we got plenty to talk about today, no shortage of stuff. Um, we don't know if we're going to have a Tuttle's 10. Right now, we're not. Right. We might see if it's going to come in or not. There you go. Yeah. So uh, it's up in the air. Uh, we have Digi Hears, of course. Um, what's up, Doc, which we haven't done in a few weeks. Yep. I got a Doc to review. Um, Been and, sitting on this one for a minute and decided I'll throw it out there this week. Mm, and then I want to get a sober November update from you and um, Ooh, talk about this. Too late. This <laughs> <laughs> no drinking a beer that's red bull <laughs> and uh yeah a new app that i saw um online that i've been yeah boy recently discovering and then we forgot kind of last week or it was in that middle ground where veterans day passed and we didn't really get to, uh, get to talk about it at all yeah um that was last week yeah not that there's really much to say but i didn't want to let it go you know too long without you know saying the thank you to veterans and you know people that they're like the true real life heroes that uh yeah fight to help us live in a free country the ones really making the sacrifice yep. yep uh we saw one and thanked him personally this week on veterans day i think tommy Oh yeah, yeah. Whatever day that was, we just ran, happened to run into him. It was nice seeing him. Well, that was one of those things where I would, you know, friend of the show. He's been on the show before, about yeah, a year ago. Oh yeah, when we had him on at Cavos. At, at Cavos, we we talked to him. I think it was probably a year ago. It was actually, right around a year for Veterans Day last year. Oh, that's right. I think is what it was. Holy snip snap! Um, what do you it, know? And we were talking about some fundraisers and stuff that were going on that he was getting into. But um, I yeah, he was in the same room as me for quite a little while before I even realized he was there. <laughs> Yeah. And I was like, oh, Tommy, hey. Yeah. But I was like, oh. And I hate when that happens because it happens quite a bit, especially now with masks and everything. Oh, yeah. It's hard to notice. He when wasn't it's... even wearing a mask because he was sitting down, but his uh, porn stash really hit him well. <laughs> uh, dude, I came in and saw him and I was like, he looks like Tommy. And I was like, nah, it's not Tommy. Dude, look at that stupid mustache. Between... And then he looked at me and pointed and I was like, motherfucker, you look weird. And he was like, "Movember, bro. I'm telling you. Saving prostates one butthole at a time. It's the mask wearing. It's people are changing their beards and their facial hair up because they're just bored or sitting at home right, or right. Uh, uh, quarantining. So it's like, yeah, all these different factors. You, It's hard to notice. You you think you see somebody or that you know them and you're like, maybe I don't, but you don't want to embarrass yourself so you don't say anything. Right. But then you talk to them on social media after the fact and you're like, that was you? Damn Dude, it. Yeah. Uh, just the other night, I was down the, going down the street and I was like, I, who the hell is that girl? I know her. But she grew a beard, so I didn't really recognize her. <laughs> that was terrible. Yeah, no, you were you were following the circus, Damn. were you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so and by grew a beard, I meant she's a lesbian and has a anyway. Yeah, it, <laughs> I, no matter how many shots you take, you do not make that mistake. I don't care who you are; <laughs> that that will never happen. I mean, you you've been doing sober November. What if, what if she's really hot though? Well, like her body's hot, but she got a beard. Like uh, like in so many movies. See, I swear I that's been like in the, you know, I swear, was that in like The Jerk with Steve Martin? Yeah, the bearded lady was really hot. Didn't he bang the bearded lady 
It, is that not how that oh, movie went? Oh, maybe. But you see, beards are not my thing in general. I don't even. I don't like. I don't like. Beard. Are they not? Are you not? You you don't prefer your men bearded, huh, John? Not, okay, good to know. I'm not, not a bear it. guy. I like. I don't even like a beard on my own face. <laughs> okay. So why would I like it on somebody else's? Because face? it's exotic, and you don't have one. So you know, you want one. Like I'm trying to picture like the hotties, like a Jennifer Aniston with a beard, and I'm like, <laughs> no. Still no. Oh man, it doesn't Yuck. matter. You can Yuck. you could be uh, Margot Robbie. Is that her name? Yeah, the really yeah, yeah. hot one. Yeah, you could be her. Nah, not with a beard. It won't work. <laughs> Eileen Wernos. If she if she had a thin mustache, <laughs> I'd let it go. You know, I would. Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, she can have a, a unibrow above her lip. I'll yeah. let it go. Yeah, I'll let it go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I um, but sober November. Is there she is, John. God, oh, it dude. exists. Talk about crack research, well, Rocky. It, Rocky heard Jennifer Aniston with a beard, and immediately as it photoshopped, it, it seems to be a thing. Well, because now they have like the deep fakes, yeah, oh, and yeah, like how yeah. you can like put somebody else's face entirely. Dude, it looks it. like the brawny man, and her had a baby. <laughs> she looks like uh, Jennifer Aniston, brawny man. See, I could do without the hair on the chest. I don't think they Ew, need gross. hair. I didn't see that. Ew, hair on the chest <sighs> is oh, definitely one thousand percent no. I don't care who you are. If you have hair on your chest, shave that shit. <laughs> Coleman, I know you do. I do. I don't shave that shit. Shit, you should. No, I'm not Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> if I had Jennifer I, Aniston's chest, I would shave it. <laughs> I do not, though, so it's fine. And but what about chicks with uh, hairs around their nipples? That's that's a thing. It exists. It That's not that big of a deal to me. I, I want to say it, my first chest hairs were around my nipples. It's like the first hairs that come in. And I know I've heard of dudes that have like no chest hair, but they have hair around their nipples. Oh, that's where I'm at. See, you and Rock probably. Yeah, yeah. I have the, the hair yep, around the nips, it's but weird. nowhere else. Weird. Um, it's weird. I, that's I, where it pinpoints. I can't explain it. Every once in a while, too, I pluck them. Like, Ooh, I just like. Oh, John, you yeah. fucking masochist son of a bitch. Just, or is that a sadist? Masochist. Know. It's masochist. I just. I anyway. Just, tweak. tweak. <laughs> just rip them off. Bing. Bing. <laughs> <laughs> Ew! Let's talk about fucking Andy Bernard with bloody nips. Oh, yeah, that's, that's chafing. That's <laughs> oh, entirely different. Yeah, that's different. gross. Oh God, I cannot live. My tits my are life. hurting right now. You get, you're hurting my tits with your talk, <laughs> your tit uh, talk. Anyways, so how is a uh, how has sober November been been treating you? Uh, I was great until I got here and just opened this beer. Like I said, no, uh, no, it's it's going well. Honestly, no, no real, no issues at all. Yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised. I would have seen like because usually the first week or two weeks, you you know, it's it's still. I mean, you might get like the shakes or something if you're no, that if you're no, if yeah. you're addicted. I'm, no, I'm not right, you, right, 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 right. But like people in general, if you're addicted, then you kind of go through these physical withdrawals, which can be tough the first two weeks. Yeah, the physical stuff sounds like a nightmare. But just cutting back, I'd imagine like that third week in. When, you know, is when it starts to really get, um, you know, to you a little bit, or your, you know, your patience gets cut a little shorter. I mean, none, none yeah. of that's been happening. Yeah, uh, not so, not from drinking, but from yeah, not like being able to just like, uh, you know, usually having you know uh, medical marijuana on me in order to take my medicine when things get stressful or I need a break or whatever. Um, not having that has been different, definitely, definitely different and made for, <laughs> cut that out, but, uh, but definitely different. It's been a weird experience, <laughs> but it's, uh, it, yeah, it's definitely made my patience. I, a few times I've noticed it, you know, be shorter. And one time at work, uh, dude at work was like, here, here, go outside and hit this. And I went outside and hit it and it was like night and fucking day. I came back in and I was ready to work and deal with bullshit for another yeah, hour. Yeah. It's good to just, yeah. You could just like restart like that and yeah, kind of, yeah. you know, you can go in almost pr- pr- Pretending like you haven't even just worked like six hours right. and, and start anew. Yeah, it is. Plus, good, they good all thing. have they all have cigarette breaks, and I, you know, I don't take cigarette breaks, so it's like that's my time. Sometimes I'll take a, you know, a two or three times a little bit longer break than a than a normal cigarette because it's the only one I'm going to take for the night. Yeah, so. and because I'm not going to lie, I was thinking about doing a month of 
one thing or another, whether I, because I, I haven't decided if it was going to be a month of not smoking cigarettes or a month of not Ooh. drinking. If you do a month of not smoking cigarettes, bro, just don't go back. No, maybe. Yeah, <sighs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. Well, if you no, can do a month, yeah. Yeah, maybe not go back. The third back. week would be the hardest, though, because it, I've been noticed it the most probably in this third week. And it's been more from, again, none of it really has been from drinking. Um, there's really only been a couple times where I've been like, oh, I'd like to have a drink right now. But I was like, I didn't. And I was just fine without doing it. And it's saving me money. So... See, that's the thing. Like, it's a beautiful thing. Cutting back on one or the other or both. or, or right. you Both know, is really saving me money. Yeah, as much as you can. You know, I mean, you might get a little like hungrier. I mean, I don't know. You, or you might spend more money on food because I know some, no, I've some people- No, I've less. You have to supplement it with something though. For some people, when they quit one thing, they have to like chew gum or they have to yeah, yeah, do yeah, something. Yeah, or, yeah. yeah they got to fixate whatever the other thing is, right? You haven't like supplemented or, ch- or ch- exchanged anything for- No, I, I dr- drinking water. Drinking like water all the fucking time. I'm not drinking soda. Um, I bear, I'm drinking like sugar-free Red Bulls. Um, if I put sugar like in my coffee, I use like, you know, I don't use real sugar. I mean, I'm, I'm, I still get sugar in my food here and there. And I eat junk food a little bit, but I'm not eating junk food like I was. Um, just, yeah, I don't know. I'm just trying to like across the board, just be fucking healthier. Yeah. If I were to do it, it would definitely be to save money. Just like make some new habits as far as some of that stuff goes, even with the drinking, you know, make some new habits, like find some shit to do around my house where I don't just have to go to a bar when I need, uh, socializing, you know, or or something to do. It's something for people. Sometimes I go to a bar and it's fucking boring and I'm like, ugh, I fucking came here. I'm out 30, 50, however many dollars, you know, I just spent on drinks and food or whatever. And I'm fucking bored. I could have just sat at home and saved all this money and been just as bored, but in my own house. It's something that people should think about, you know, seriously, like as a way to just like have a little bit more wiggle room financially or yeah. to just feel a little bit better or have a little bit more energy. Cause yeah, I know yeah, you, yeah. you feel is, more it awake. Has helped, especially drinking all, so much water and everything else that it's really, you know, everything kind of thing. It's a, I feel like is a kind of combined effect and, uh, yeah, I'm feeling maybe, a little bit better. I Because uh, I was looking into this new app this past week, so maybe you can post your progress on this new app. I want you to download it and get it right now. It's uh, Have you heard of Parler? I've been hearing of Parler. Have I've, you heard I've, of this? I've seen. I didn't. I don't really know what it is. I just know it's a new social media thing. And some people were joking. I took it kind of as a joke, but they were posting on like Instagram about it. Some people saying like, "Oh, I'm getting rid of face- Facebook and going to Parler." And I was like, "Oh, is this like a new Facebook alternative?" So that, I'm not really sure what it is. That's how I found out about it. Is I was seeing like some of my friends be like, "Oh fuck this, I'm out of here. I'm going to parlor." Uh, okay, you know. Okay, my handle is going to be this if you if you go over there. Or whatever. All right. So, well, yeah, and I did just find it. It is not spelled like parlor like you would think. It's P A R L E R, not L O R. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, I'm <laughs> I'm signing up for it too right now. I'm I'm going to sign the show up. I'm just going to do funny to informing okay. or whatever. I'm making an account right now. Yeah, it's but this is how it's defined. It says parlor is an American micro blogging. And social networking service launched in August of 2018, so a little while ago. Uh, Parler has a significant user base of Trump supporters, conservatives, <laughs> and right-wing extremists. Okay, post on nice. post on the sur- uh, on the service often contain far-right content, uh, anti-Semitism, and conspiracy oh, theories. Nice anti-Semitism, cool. Uh, what, a, what a what a cool place. Maybe you shouldn't put this show. On there. I know. Jesus Christ. <laughs> right? I'm already having second thoughts, and I'm 30 seconds into <laughs> yeah, getting it. Yeah, right. I'm like, maybe not. Uh, users, 2.8 million already. That's Ooh. quick. That's quick. Um, yeah, and that's then, like uh, most of Trump's voters. Yeah, it's recount head- your users. <laughs> it's headquartered in Nevada, and the CEO is John Matsey or John. Ah, uh, it's in Nevada, huh? Is mm-hmm. that what took so long? 
Um, so I'm going to get it. I'm I'm going to make our first status. I'm going to post. Okay, well, like a, I'm a, on there now too, and I will say here's my first thoughts on on this app. As you say that, uh, it is all coming together and making sense because as you go in and you create an account, uh, you guys can follow me now too. I am uh, I go by Hunter Biden, B Y D E N, not B I D E N. Uh, so there's no confusion there, and uh, I, you can at me at at. Oh, I, for, I already forgot it. I just made it. Something orange. Yeah. Oh, at oh, at in Orange We Trust. Orange We Trust. At Orange We We Trust on uh there on Parlor guys. I um, will be there trolling away, and uh, but as we came into it, the first thing it it shows you is like other like popular users, I guess, for you to get some people to follow, kind of like Twitter when you first start up. It's like you might want to follow these people. They're super popular, and it's like Ted Cruz, fucking Tucker Carlson. Like all these, you know, uh, Phil Robertson, which I thought was odd. It's like, oh, Duck Dynasty guy's on here. Well, fucking A, man. I'm sure glad <laughs> I jumped in here. He's one of the 2.8 million. I, I just found you. Did uh, you? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm so gonna, what, did you find me at at in at in Orange We Trust? I'm yeah. I'm going to have to remember that. Okay. That's, uh, yeah, so but it, it has my name on there, too, Hunter Biden. And uh, if you're on Parler for whatever reason, you want to find us. I don't know if we're going to be posting on there or not, but right. we're at, at Funny to Informing, all one word. If you have I mean, any uh, anti-Semitic jokes, you know, send them to us there. And please don't tag us in those, because yeah. that's fucking terrible. <laughs> it, it's been a thing. Who like, are you, Sasha Baron Cohen? Like, the, like celebrities are starting to change over, and now it's, so now it's officially, like, there's, like, this wave. Uh, and I think the A red wave, I think if the, you will? Yeah. I think the users have been really, um, you know, uh, making the app a lot more popular because I don't remember that number being that high. Did you say users? A little or while. Losers? Users. The who? The who? Um, but yeah, so the for, all right, so I'm in here now and I'm on like whatever the, the news feed. And uh, first thing I see is 10 minutes ago, Gavin McGinnis posted a video entitled, uh, If Trump has something up his sleeve, it's time to pull it out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. When I was going through it, my wall, it's on. Oh, Trump pulls out too late, has another daughter. It's a very conservative website, hands down. Um, I don't, you know, I, I mean, if it's just too biased. I don't go for stuff like this. Like, it's, it's if you're leaning way too one way about an argument and you refuse to ever change your mind or to be open about something different, possibly, then there's no point of, like, entertaining the idea of going through with it. Uh, second second post here. There is little doubt that big tech censors conservatives and Republicans, and they they uh, they point out. Uh, I see Zuckerberg here. Um, yeah, yeah. All the the Google head head of Google, like all these guys, are just saying they're all leaning one way. It gets a three point four out of five stars. Um, but anyways, um, well, let's move on since we don't have Tuttle's 10 this week, we were going to do what's up doc first and then take a little bit of a break, do digi here's in the back half. Um, but okay. So we, uh, we haven't done what's up doc and I, what feels like forever. It has been a little while. Um, so what, um, what documentary did you uh, choose? I've seen a few, but I, this one I wanted specifically, and I guess I'll let little of the cat out of the bag. It was going to fit in with Tuttle's theme. Uh, if in case we get Tuttle's bit here on the on our break and we do somehow get Tuttle in there, um, I chose this one because I thought it was going to go with Tuttle's Tuttle's theme a bit, and uh, and I uh, decided to watch My Octopus Teacher. Okay, it's I a don't new even... one on Netflix. All right, uh, cool. But when we come back from the intro, I'll tell you all about it. Uh, John, I know your sense of smell is wrecked, but uh, does it smell like Up Doc in here? No, what's Up Doc? The next segment. What's up, Doc? Mm. What's up, Doc? This is heavy duty, Doc. This is great. Mm. What's up, Doc? What's up, Doc? 
What's up, Doc? Is there a doctor in the house? I'm a doctor. What's up, Doc? What's up, Doc? We really mean it. What's up, Doc? The segment where I review a recently viewed documentary without spoiling it. Nice. No guarantees. Please don't. Don't you dare. Um, there's really not much to spoil to this one. Um, it's kind of as advertised. I mean, I, I will tell you, I kind of will spoil it. Uh, just There's no way you can kind of review this one without just en- spoiling it. enough of a little bit of a tease, a little tickle. Uh, well, okay. My Octopus Teacher. It, uh, it's available on Netflix. It's free. I will give you a little tickle. Which eight? Which of my eight arms would you like me to use? Ooh, intrigue <laughs> me. I'm intrigued, but, Coleman. Uh, okay, so have you seen the? Have you seen this uh, like advertised on Netflix at all? No, actually, I've never heard of it. No, okay. Um, it's a weird name. I was like, my octopus teacher, and it's it's a nature doc. It's uh, it follows the story of a man named. I'm looking for his name here. Oh my god, Craig Foster, and he spends a year. With this octopus underwater, every single day, he goes back at the same time to check on this octopus. And uh, in a little bay off of Cape Town, South Africa, called False Bay. Huh. Ironically, it's a true story. So, yeah, I was going to say, is this really? It really is. No, it definitely is. It's, it's, it's shot beautifully. Um, it's like some of the best. Uh, I'm sure if you have like a really cool 4K TV, it's going to look gorgeous on there. You know, it looks really good just in the high def that I have. Um, and it, it chronicles his time. Like I said, he, uh, he just, he, it's an area he likes to dive in. Uh, it's near his home. He goes to dive to kind of, it's like therapy for him. He's explaining, he, you know, you go underwater. If you think about it, you know, it's all quiet down there and it has that weird, you know, that weird amniotic sound, like when you're a baby and it's like, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? I, I, I agree with that. Like I, I loved like diving and going under like that and he's snorkeling. So he's not actually, actually diving. He's like, he's going down on a breath of air. So he's only uh, able to go down so deep and he can only hold his breath for so long. But, uh, he goes down one day and he notices an odd, he gets to the bottom and he notices, uh, an odd pile of shells, like just piled up in a weird mound on the bottom of the ocean floor to the point where he swims up to it, you know, to Almost investigate like, further. Like it would look like somebody would have done that. Like something piled these things yeah. up, right? He gets close to it and reaches out, and before he can touch it, the shells all fall, and an octopus, a little red octo, well, red at the time, because it's amazing, these things, they change color, but a little red octopus shoots out from the pile of shells. And so what this octopus had done is taken all its tentacles on the floor of the ocean and picked up all these shells and husks of shells and rocks and shit and then wrapped the tentacles around its body. And, and just, so it looked like a pile of shells to the point where he swam up to it within reach, touch and reaching distance and still couldn't tell that it was an octopus. Wow. So that's like how he ran into this yeah. octopus so or whatever. He, yeah. So he followed that octopus, uh, found like where its den was or where it went to hide initially. And he finds out later that that was its den where it lives. And, uh, and, and he just kind of observes it for a little while that day. And he goes home and comes back, uh, like I think the next week or a couple days later and he's swimming in the same area. And sure as shit, there's that same octopus. He goes actually to the den and he finds the octopus in her den. And he decides, yeah, I, throughout some of this process, he decides, what if I went back every single day and I went back every day at this time and I just like 
captured, you know, like took a camera and captured shots and video of this day in and day out until I can't find this octopus anymore. Those those stories come along every so often where like this the relationship with a, you know, a weird or exotic animal or something and and people will for years Right? You know, develop this thing with them. Well, that's the thing. In the beginning of this, he says that these, it's called a common octopus. It's like, you know, just the most regular, you know, it's not anything special and they don't get very big. The whole thing. What's weird about octopuses is like, they're so gelatinous. They can like fan out and look very big or they can squeeze into very, very t- tiny, small little spaces. Oh yeah, I've seen Because they're um, like jelly. There's videos of uh, octopus like getting off of boats yeah, when they yeah. kind of like accidentally get washed on or yeah. something. And then there's a hole, maybe the size, a little bit, you know, like a shotgun shell of a hole. Right. An octopus will... It'll squeeze its squeeze. way through. Yep. It's like it's nothing. Yeah, it's almost like when you pick it up, it's almost like, you know, I feel like I've never touched one, but I can imagine what they feel like from looking at it. Like snot, you know? They, they just move through the water like like snot but they're amazing and like he over the course of the year he sees you know he sees this thing you know escape from predators and he gets to just see how smart these things are and obviously over the course of a year he 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 creates a like a relationship with this animal and the animal knows him and after so long i think it took six or eight months he's down there with this thing it finally like one day touches him like comes onto him like latches on his chest and he gets to like swim around and he's like swimming around carrying this thing like a like a like you would hold your pet yeah it's I, it's i don't know man it's uncanny and to see how smart this is this particular creature is and people say i've heard people say millions of times you know like oh octopus are are like aliens like there's no there's no accounting for how smart they are like i've heard that if you put it inside a jar with a screw on top they'll latch on from the inside and, and unscrew the top and to get themselves yeah, out. Yeah, they'll, un- they'll understand the threading, and yeah. then they'll unthread it yeah. and They can get open it doors. They can, you know what I mean? They can do amazing, amazing stuff. And the fact that, you know, they're, they're an encephalopod with no no hard shell or body, and they have this much intelligence is amazing to me. I mean, this guy is even lucky to have, like, a relationship like that with it, because, I mean, I, I, I see that some, like, variations of octopi... Is that is that the word? He I'm said octopus for? throughout the whole thing. He Octo- just said octopus. Octopuses. He if there's multiple puss. though, he he said puss. Oh, all these octopus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. but who knows? I, yeah, yeah, I've always said they, it's uh, octopi. Yeah, like there's some species of them uh, that is it octopusy. Rest in peace, Sean. <laughs> there's some that live up to six months, and then there's some that live up to three to five years. Is, oh well, he said this this common octopus is about a year lifespan. So he was with it for almost, you know, for most of its adult, you know, adult lifespan. Um, and, you know, and obviously, you know, he, he I won't spoil it for you, but, uh, you know, he, he, he goes through a journey with this, with this octopus. And uh, it's not necessarily the happiest of endings, but I like that it spins it into a happy ending because he uses this to, you know, like I said, as therapy to kind of get his mind back right and find passion for things that he loves again. And he gets his son involved with it and his son meets this octopus and becomes, you know, falls in love with this octopus and now wants to be a marine biologist. See, I was just so he spins it into a good, you know, bettering his relationship at home with his wife and his and his son having now they have a hobby they do together. Yeah. If you're a marine biologist or an enthusiast of the ocean and stuff like my girlfriend, she's like she used to work at SeaWorld. She loves that shit. She's all about the going to aquariums and seeing all. And so, I mean, for her, she would love this. This type. She really would, man. She'll she'll cry her eyes out. I think it was an eight point four out of a, out of a 10 on the scale I saw it's a pretty accurate about an 8.5 out of a 10 on the cry scale oh nice not bad not too bad but nice. you're a little baby bitch 
So yeah, then you have, <laughs> you're dead inside, so it's fine. <laughs> All right, um, let's take a little bit of a break. Okay, um, we'll see. We're gonna try to hold out and wait to see if we get this yeah. titles ten. We'll see if we get one in the final minutes. I don't. I don't think we will. It's not looking good for that. But we got the digi here's uh, following that. So uh, this is episode one hundred and fifty nine of Funny to Informing. What are we gonna go to break to? Something. Uh, this song right here. Something from from the ocean or water oriented. Something wet. <laughs> we'll be right back. Welcome back to Funny to Informing, episode 159. I am John. That is Chris Pizza Peisenberg Coleman. That's us. I'm me. You're you. A little bit of a Octopus's Garden 
but like a remix from the Beatles. From the Beatles, originally off of the Abbey Road album from 1969. <laughs> and um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was a little bit of a remix I found on the tubes of you. Oh, jolly good, jolly Jol- good, you tubes, jolly good. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's Octopus's garden. It's it's his garden. That's not the. It's m- owned by. Yeah, that's not plural. Right. That's Much like the den of the octopus in the documentary was owned by said octopus. Yeah, yeah. It's octopus's den. Yes, um, garden. Well, it's for, yeah, for the good. song. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. You're losing me. <laughs> Fuck. Just enjoy the music. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, welcome back. We we don't have a Tuttle's 10 this week. We weren't going to... We didn't give him a lot of time. We, you know. Yeah, I blame him. <laughs> no, I blame us. Uh, we hit him with it last minute, and he was like, "Yeah, guys, uh, greetings and welcome. I'll get it done." And then, uh, you know, and and again, not nothing against him. We just didn't get it in time. Yeah, so that's fine. We'll have it. Uh, we'll have it in upcoming weeks. Yeah, it might not be next week either. Hopefully, we got something fun planned. I don't want to say yeah, anything we, premature. I know. We every time we say it, it doesn't happen. So we will have a show next week. I hope I didn't just ruin that. Yeah. See, I, I feel like <laughs> when we say stuff, sometimes it jinxes it. Yeah. So I'm like, no, I'm not even going to go there. Show me a soda. Yeah, um, and uh, check us out on Parlor. I was on <laughs> throwing break. I was messing around. Oh uh, yeah, John's over there trolling, dude. I'm creating a bio. I'm, I'm hell I'm, yeah. I'm starting to follow some people. You're I'm like, getting into it. Fuck yeah, you're like uh, tags Aryan Nation. I'm fucking proud boys. You better start posting stuff because I'm following you now too. Okay, you uh, you can oh, follow John at where at Funny to Informing. There you go on Parlor, and you can follow me at In Orange We Trust. Yeah, yeah, yeah be our Parlor people. <laughs> be our parlor Hunter friends. Biden. No corruption. <laughs> um, it's Biden with a Y. Okay, so let's do the uh, the digi here. Is right. We don't got anything else weighing us down. No, I did. I, I did want to. What are we? We're on episode one fifty nine, John. Yeah. I just want to give a little bo- a bit of honorable mention. Hopefully, everything goes well with this, and we don't get shut down. No, oh, yeah. Everyone knows that's a little bit of a, a, a local lore. One uh, fifty nine could be the end of things it, for folks. It's a cursed number. It really that's is. for sure. It was our one fifty three. We got it out of the way. I know one fifty three <laughs> is there is nowhere. <laughs> is there is there is there is there is everywhere. <laughs> it's in it's in the ether. <laughs> okay, um, okay. Let's uh, let's play the track and Did get into hear? the stories. Did you hear? And we got some fun stories this week. Um, and uh, some fun, some sad. Yeah, Don't get ahead of yourself. It's always I'm a mixture. Kick it right off. <laughs> Don't say fun stories because my first one's not real fun. <laughs> no, we like to get the ugly ones out of the way first. We got something very exciting coming from Coleman right we, now. We do got some fun ones, but uh, let me get the crappy ones out of the way. And I guess I could kick it right off after that intro, huh? Start. Get us going. Did you hear? Guinness heiress drowns in swimming pool during family party. So the heiress to the Guinness throne, Guinness beer, Guinness Book of World Records. I don't know if they have any tie anymore, but they once did. Um, But yeah, Guinness beer. Uh, I guess it's the third or fourth generation of that family. She was uh, standing to, you know, get all all the Guinness fortune transferred to her when she became an adult. Was at a uh, party at a a family member's house. It was way back in July, and this is just now being reported. But uh, apparently, yeah, her name is uh, Honor Euleth. U L O T H, and this was over in England. How how old was she? Nineteen. Nin- nineteen. Nineteen. Yes. Apparently, uh, she. It, the story says that uh, 
She was... Uh, I wasn't expecting you to say like nine. No, 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 no. She was uh, 19, 10 years on that. Uh, drowned in a swimming pool accident this summer in the UK. The eldest daughter of Rupert Ulith and Lady Louisa Jane Guinness and the granddaughter of Benjamin Guinness, the third Earl of Ivy, was found unresponsive at the bottom of a swimming pool during a family party on July 31st. Uh, Honor and her family were attending a family party in Spinney Lane, Ichenor, West Sussex. Like, all these names are crazy. During the evening, Honor was in the hot tub, which was close by the swimming pool. Around 11 p.m., she left the hot tub to go swimming in the swimming pool. Shortly afterwards, she was found unresponsive at the bottom of the pool, the report states. Although the pool was lit, it appears that Honor has either jumped or slipped into the pool, and in doing so, hit her head, rendering herself unconscious on the way in. Because uh, I was uh, I was curious. Well, when you're 19 years old, like how does that happen? But if yeah. you hit your head, They ruled yeah. out foul play and are calling it an accident. Uh, it says she was uh, apparently hospitalized. I can't read and talk at the same time. Sorry. She was apparently uh, hospitalized for six days and died on August 6th. So she was alive for a little while. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they are no longer linked to the Guinness beer and the Guinness World Records. Oh, yeah. No, but they were originally. Yeah. Because right? I, I one day I looked that up and I was like, why are they both named Guinness? And apparently they both started off of the Guinness beer and then the World Records book branched off of that. And now they're probably owned by Rupert Murdoch or some fucking publisher. Yeah. Wow. Speaking that is of Brits, back to you in the studio, John. Sad story. But, Birmingham. Uh, did you hear that um, there, I guess there's, this is a thing, like there's high stake pigeon auctions. <laughs> Um, they. Like, I thought only, I, I heard of it, but only through Mike Tyson. They sell pigeons like at these uppity amounts, and um, uppity. I guess a, every, every year they do this. Well, which I, way do pigeons fly? <laughs> uppity. <laughs> one bird this year at you, one of these auctions mm-hmm. went for one point nine million dollars. Um, I just heard a little bit of a story about this today. Like it was, uh, like I think it was from like another country, right? It's from like. Uh, I want to say like Amsterdam or something. Is it over there or for, for Belgium? The, this auction? No, it, yeah, where the pigeon was from. It's a, a Chinese industrialist who set the previous record. Uh, okay. Two Chinese bidders were the ones. I'm just going to say China. Uh, well, I th- heard this, that the pigeon was Belgian or some shit. It was the story I heard. It may not even be this this same pigeon. No, it is. It's a, a prized Belgian racing pigeon. There it was. Uh, its name, this is what makes me think Belgians, Chinese. they're the fastest pigeon. It, its name is New Kim. Something oh, like yeah? that could be Chinese. Like, fastest that's why. one since Old Kim. Um, so Jong-un. the one went for 1.4 million previously has, um, named Armando and like, they're racing. <laughs> oh, chan- yeah, Armando. They, so these pigeons race each other, I guess they're racing pigeons and I don't understand. I've never seen this sport. Where do you, where do you put the batteries to work the remote control? I swear. Birds I don't aren't know. real. We all know this. Birds aren't real.com. They are government spy drones. And like, I, and I know we had a bird story last week. A pigeon story as a matter of fact. Which was, yeah. We, okay, which is of, odd that you're bringing us another pigeon story. Two weeks in a row is well, you actually gave me the story, and I reported on it on the carrier pigeon with a hundred and ten year old or whatever fucking fucking note strapped to it. It's funny that you know, yeah, another week, another pigeon story. Be sure and check in on next week's edition of This Week in Pigeons for my special report on best pigeon peas to bring to your Thanksgiving get together. I swear, I don't know. And I was looking up like pigeon life expectancy, like because when they're one point nine million dollars, they better live forty years. No shit, right? Or something like that. You know, no, no, they well, have like very normal life. Um, I hope it's longer than a year. Those octopus. 
supposed to only live a year. No, it, it says uh, six years in the wild, but then it says they vary from three to five. Some live, you know, up to 15, depending on the circumstance. There's a lot of factors that I depend just, on I'm that. I'm curious about the racing now that you bring that up, John. Like, you know, like, the, what's the course? <laughs> Maybe it's just from point A to point B, you know, like kind of carrier pigeons. Carrier pigeons are supposed, supposedly trained to go from where I let you go to wherever they're supposed to go. Somehow, I don't get that, but... Maybe these are, you know, you let it go here and it lands in DeLand. It's a race to DeLand or a race to Kissimmee or, you know what I mean? Tampa. Who knows how far these things yeah, are? Yeah. And the first one there wins. There's a, 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 okay, so I'm looking at a video right now from the Lafayette Racing Pigeon Club. And so, because so, my biggest question is, are these long distance races? Right, or are these, right. you know, do they go for an hour at a time? So here, oh, I'm watching a video of them racing right now. Oh, they got some big old wings on these pigeons. <laughs> big old wings. Oh, and I don't think. Grand Prix Day Pigeon. Oh man. Okay. So I don't know. So some of them, the 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 races vary. They say some are you know could be hundreds of miles. That's so weird. And some are. So the guy spent almost two million dollars on this bird. So you're figuring he's got to anticipate at least making his money back, right? Why would you pay two million dollars to have the fastest pigeon and not? So they must like must be high stakes, right? He, well, because he, he was the one who got Armando last year. That sold oh. for, that sold for a crazy amount, and he's going to breed him. Oh, one's a boy, one's a girl. Okay. Wow. Really. So now there's going to be ultra fast pigeons. Oh, Lil Cam and Armando. He's going to be making millions, <laughs> millions <laughs> of millions. I love it. I would never get into this, but uh, they're hoping that, you know, once people see the value of these pigeons and, and these various birds, that it'll bring people over to the sport That's of racing. crazy. It's getting away from horse racing and getting into pigeon racing. Oh, boy. Yeah. Do you shoot them if they like? Would, you, would it be like the New York City Derby instead of the Kentucky Derby? Yeah, I the don't know. Central Park Derby. Um, oh, okay, so a lot of the races go for about 620 miles, no, or in, miles. in between 62. Our races are generally between 62 miles and 620. Holy, Holy shit! Hole. What a weird number. They both involve 62. I know. That's a weird theme there. That's intentional for sure. I'm I would not think. understanding this pigeon racing. Um, back to back wow. to you. Back to me. Did you hear? Gang of killer whales repeatedly ram boat in terrifying two-hour ordeal. Did you hear about this, John? No. I didn't hear about this either. This was news to me when I scrolled past this headline. This is uh, off the coast of Portugal, and it was another Brit. Uh, A British boatsman has recounted his, quote, terrifying ordeal during which a pod of six or seven orcas, commonly known as killer whales, rammed the 45-foot-long boat he was sailing in. Uh, So the strange encounter, reported, uh, lasted for around two hours, occurred 20 miles off the coast of Portugal back in October. The yachtsman, nice, good name, yachtsman, (laughs) David Smith, was on a job at the time. He was transporting the boat from France to Gibraltar. What a job. You just sail a boat, and you get paid to do it. And he had to go through this, getting bumped around for two hours? Yeah, and his quote is, "I I don't frighten easily, and this was terrifying. Initially, Smith and his crew thought the approaching animals were dolphins, but it quickly became apparent that it was a pod of orcas, and they were acting very strangely. The orcas began to ram the underside of the boat and continued for around two hours. It was continuous, he said. I think there were six or seven, but it seemed like the juvenile ones, the smaller ones, were most active. They seemed to be going for the rudder. The wheel would just start spinning really fast every time there was an impact. Jeez. And then if you, God forbid, you get knocked in, man, these things are meat eaters, you know? Like, 
Look at uh, you spoke of SeaWorld earlier. Oh, oh yeah, they'll bring you right to the bottom if yeah. if you fall oh, out. Yeah. They'll if, get you if they end. Yeah. And and in the thing with these things, they're so big is that they may not even have intentions on hurting you or killing you, but just playing with you. But I mean, when you play with a a five thousand pound animal with teeth, you know what I mean. You end up dying, especially getting dragged underwater. Oh yeah, no, you no. wind up like uh, Guinness Harris. But um, so uh, he he says using a satellite phone, the crew alerted the Portuguese Coast Guard of the situation, who advised the crew to. To turn off their motor and take down the sail in order to quote be as uninteresting as possible like i guess the motor sound and the i guess they can see the sail sticking up it, it makes them curious i guess so they just want to see what it's about that's not a bad idea i mean i would do the same thing because you're at the mercy of the whales oh, you're the whales in the water it's you gotta, scary man you got to do whatever it's a scary scenario so yeah you absolutely would follow what they what they would tell you to do um so we were just drifting but while i was on the phone i could hear them ramming the boat at one point, one of the larger animals came right to the stern and flipped onto its back. You could see its bright white underside. The boatsman's greatest concern at the time was the orcas could dislodge a part of the boat known as the rudder stock, which says he would have been really in trouble, and he was prepared to ask the Portuguese Coast Guard to send a helicopter to get them off the boat. Wow. And but apparently, after two hours or so, they just like got bored and fucking swam away. And they became friends, and he's riding it to this day. Back to he, you in the studio, he, vi- he visits it every day now. True story. <laughs> Just like that octopus, he goes... It was covered in shells, and he was inquisitive. <laughs> uh, okay, so did you hear that... Uh, oi, you're not going to like this. Oi, Vang. Uh, what, this, are you reading? Are you reading Parlor again? This is another bird one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Brought to you by Bird News this uh, week, guys. Did you hear um, that a Michael Bay film uh, called Songbirds... Um, oh, so I don't think it's a, a bird movie, but it's called Songbirds. Okay. Um, it's uh, set to release in December 11th. It was supposed to release in films, but now I think it's just going to go on streaming platforms. Okay. Well, they are still doing like movie theater releases and also at home, and it's just really killing the movie theater release aspect of it. Yeah. So what this movie pretty much is about, because people, what they're saying is um, they're accusing Michael Bay of kind of like this exploitation cinema you know, they think that he's kind of taking advantage of human suffering, like people going through a, a rough thing, okay. and he's making a movie about it because here, here's the premise of the movie Songbirds, okay? The film takes place years in the future in which a mutated strand of coronavirus called COVID-23, clever. Yeah, right. uh, it's four versions going forward. Genius. Uh, continues to wreak havoc on the world's population. As the countrywide lockdown stretches into its fourth year, infected Americans are forced into quarantine camps. Amid the dystopia, one courier um, uh, is seen to be immune uh, to the virus and falls in love with an aspiring artist who is infected or is believed to be infected. Okay. And so it's a love story amidst this coronavirus pandemic thing. I like it. I don't find it to be exploitative at all. Again, I haven't, having not seen any more or heard any more other than what you just told me. Um, I just, the, I mean, if you look back at movies like District 9, I mean, that was a dystopian future, and it was about segregation, although it used aliens in place of, it was, you know, in place of blacks and whites and apartheid well, in South Africa, or South America, South Africa, I was right the first time. Wasn't that Michael Bay too? Uh, no, I think that was Bloomhouse. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. I could have swore District 9 was or Michael Bloom Bay. Camp or whatever his name is. No, it's a famous South African dude. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I 
feel like he is just taking kind of what's going on here and extrapolating it and saying this could be, you know, this could happen or this could be a, a total a total imagination of what could happen. Yeah, this isn't Hopefully like- it's much worse than what what we're facing and that's, you know, that's how this pans out and it doesn't go the way that he's looking at it. It's not a foreign thing for, you know, for filmmakers to do this, you know, sort of sort of thing and play out these real life situations and maybe make them a little bit in the future, a little bit in the past or I mean, a, on a skew, on a slightly skewed timeline, right? It, it's what they do. Just it, don't you, look at the reviews on Parlor. It's not pretty. <laughs> uh, but I, I mean, if if that's the case, then Michael Bay has you know exploited Pearl Harbor. I mean, fuck, he made a movie called Pearl Harbor. <laughs> so many people died. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nobody was like exploiting or yeah. He's exploiting the cocaine trade of uh, of South Florida with bad boys. Yeah. Part two. What part I, three. The, part four. The they o- never end. The only thing I can you know think is uh, it sounds like it's like a modern day Romeo and Juliet. But I don't know. Um, back to you. Who's drinking the poison? Back to me in the studio. Did you hear? You probably have heard this. This has been kind of a known thing for a while. But uh, Johnny Depp has been going crazy as fuck for years now and going broke, literally going broke on binging crazy wild amenities. Have you heard anything about this, John? Oh, only a little bit that he's been kind of, well, he's been caught up in allegations of stuff and now with, with his wife and having issues. And yeah, yeah he's, he's been all over the place. Yeah, he's battling his ex-wife, Amber Heard. But uh Apparently, she heard some things and told everybody. She's exposing his hedonistic Hollywood existence. This is uh, recently posted by The Guardian, over, which is, you know, they've come out with, uh, they go both ways as far as, uh, you know, what you, can, what you can believe and what you can't. But I've heard a lot of things backing this up, so I kind of believe this. But it says, uh, cocaine binges and $30,000 wine bills, Johnny Depp's lifestyle laid bare. Wow. So, and I did, I heard about this years ago that he was having to sell, uh, he had handfuls of homes and he was forcing, uh, facing selling some of them to keep from going bankrupt and that he was spending crazy amounts of money a month on wine bills. Um, the $30,000 was like a month of wine, not like he's collecting and saving those. He's drinking $30,000 worth of wine and then buying fucking more every month. Jeez. I, I, I didn't hear about like this bad of a problem <laughs> yeah. that he was having. Well, yeah, ever since fucking Jack Sparrow, he's just been off the deep end, literally. I like that it's all ocean themed. You know, the, the, <laughs> uh, sadly, the first girl with the drowning in the pool, but then secondly, the orcas with the ocean and, and now Johnny Depp. Private islands in the Bahamas, multiple penthouses, gargantuan monthly wine bills, blackout inducing cocaine binges, drug rehab, trash location homes, and a fortune allegedly siphoned off by business managers. Johnny Depp's Hollywood existence was laid bare during his libel battle with the Sun. So apparently, this has been brought to court, and now this is so she's testifying to this. It's not so much hearsay. She's you know under a court under you know penalty of perjury is testifying to this stuff. Um, the Some, 50s, somebody's got to like um, make a documentary or something about his downfall because I oh, feel like his, his decline. I can't wait to do what's up, Doc. Is rough, and it's got that. and it's like a wake up call for other people, you know, to not go through this sort of shit that he's going through now. Yeah, but. thank God I got out of my thirty thousand dollar a month wine habit Whew, right in time. But uh, yeah, a fifty seven year old actor embraced. I'm sorry, embraced a rock and roll hedonistic lifestyle was never in doubt during the four week case. Uh, the medic who oversaw Depp's detoxification regime com- uh, complained in notes uh, read in the trial, Depp romanticized the drug culture. 
Uh, he let's see, based his Pirates of the Caribbean character Captain Jack Sparrow on the Rolling Stones Keith Richards. The actor is filming a documentary about Richards and his life of excess. Yeah, so there is a documentary coming on that. I did not know that. I, well, Keith Richards, he if you look at like his mannerisms, they, it's ex- the exact same person. It just yeah it delves into kind of saying how could he not between trying to be Keith Richards and then Jack Sparrow. He also played Hunter S. Thompson famously. Um, I mean, he's you know and just goes back to it goes through you know all of his all of his uh, his kind of his roles and how he's been kind of a rock star of Hollywood for a long time it's kind of gone to his head it sounds like um, let's see his marriage with Heard was splintering the court Heard Depp learned he had lost 650 million dollars to business managers whom he accused of stealing leaving him with a hundred million dollar tax bill God I so mean, he's well, bleeding at every orifice he doesn't, he doesn't have much to uh, blame but himself absolutely that's, that's on him and his fucking his addictions it's whatever he wants to do with his money but my god don't be upset when you lose it all <laughs> yeah. back to you in the studio John Hannon <laughs> scared the fuck out of me that scared the <laughs> shit sorry I was binging on Johnny Depp uh, did you hear um, that um, there's a typhoon or cyclone um, whatever term you want to use um, named Vamco um, at least that, you pronounce them right. Yeah, there was um, in the Philippines. Um, it, it killed 67 people in the Philippines, as far as we know so far. And uh, it's headed towards Vietnam. It caused some of the worst flooding in the Philippines um, in, in 45 years or so. And uh, it caught up to 93 miles per hour when it was, you know, on land. And um, I mean, after Vietnam, it seems like it's heading right inland, like um, towards Cambodia and, and, and beyond. I mean, that, that's all holidays. That's ridiculous. So by the time this comes out, you know, it might be right in the middle of Cambodia or, or I mean, because people are evacuating these places too. like, I, I, hopefully so. I think it was like millions of people evacuated the Philippines. A lot you know. of the infrastructure in some of these places. I mean, the, the Philippines has, you know, big cities and stuff too, but outside of the big cities, a lot of the infrastructure is shacks and shanty towns. And you know what I mean? Like there's some third world stuff going on in some of these countries. So. They should evacuate. Hopefully, they have places to go. Yeah, and I was trying to find out more, like about ty- like typhoons and cyclones specifically, and it's it's just the name. They they yeah. They, it's a, it it apparently they spin the other way from a as I say hurricane as John says hurricane, uh, but they spin opposite because they're on the other side of the earth, and that's why they call them. But essentially, it's a hurricane over in Asia. Yeah, it's the same amount of winds. It's the the yeah like the same. They movement, have categories everything. and shit too. One, two, three, four, five. Uh, I don't know actually. That's a good question. Well, because Nissan, she for them like everything's in like kilometers and yeah, you know, yeah, all yeah. that's so kilometers. It, yeah, um, but ugh, that's rough. It, but it is like the same thing. Typhoon, cyclones are all just hurricanes moving in a different direction in a different part of the world. Um, but yeah, so Philippines got it bad. Uh, Vietnam is probably getting it bad as we speak, and Cambodia is next, and um, it's not looking good. This this uh, typhoon Vamco. Vamco. Uh, what a weird name. I would say what a weird name, but our hurricanes over here have progressed into crazy ass fucking names too. Yeah, they've gone into the Greek alphabet. It's and they, insane. They just seem to continuously year after year break records and get worse and worse. And I mean, there's really nothing you can do besides try to get out of the way of these things. Um, but yeah, that was, that was my last one. My last story. Uh, do you have any more? Or? I will. I will wrap it up quickly on a high note. Uh, I got the sad stuff out of the way and I can end it on. Did you hear Orlando city in their first ever playoff game? We're hosting it at home. First ever home playoff game. First ever playoff game for the franchise. And I couldn't be more excited. Yeah. I mean, I, they, they had a good year. Number four great. in the East. You know who took number one in the East? Don't Number one in the whole league, too. The U. The U. Philadelphia Union. So that's kind of 
they're the they're the guys with the target on their back this year. Um, but yeah, here in the first round of playoffs, we face off uh, as this drops this upcoming Saturday, November twenty first at noon against uh, NYCFC, who we've had uh, we've had an, uh, a long history with. Um, some kind of some bad blood there, and they are a good club. Uh, so you know, I it, wish our boys luck. I will be out there. Hopefully, I have a voice next Monday for our special show. Yeah, when you go to the games, you like to scream. I'm going hard on this one, man. I'll tell you what. Um, I'm probably going to break my silver November for a day. Yeah? Oh, I mean, fuck shit. it. Why not, dude? It's a playoff game, dude. That's true. I'm going hard. I mean, if I could dye my skin purple, I would. And you made it most of the month. Yeah, so that, by that point, it'll be three weeks, 21 days. And I'm not going to like start binge drinking. I'm just going to drink for the day and call You know what I mean? And then go back to, to being clear. Yeah. Clean and clear. But um, yeah, uh, support our boys. You know, where if you got purple, if you got OCSC gear, wear it. Even if you can't be there, they're doing a, a thing uh, Friday and Saturday called Light the City Purple. Um, and uh, I, I encourage everyone to participate. I will give you a full update with either tears or cheers next week. Yeah, uh, that sounds good. And um, uh, quick updates with our Digi Hears. I believe it was last week or two weeks ago. I'm not sure. Uh, the Masters, they wrapped up, and Dustin Johnson took uh, took it home with... Uh, you don't say a white guy's the master? Yeah, shooting a minus 20. He won by five strokes, um, set the scoring record. Um, so congratulations, Dustin Johnson. Tiger Woods was nowhere even in the top. Yeah, he went in 33rd ranked in the world, I saw. And, yeah. Uh, he didn't, did not, I didn't hear his name a lot this weekend. He tied for 38th. Um, but okay, so and then oh, the other thing I saw was that the stocks are continuing to go up because they when they tested the vaccines that we were talking about. Yes, Pfizer. the Pfizer vaccine is ninety percent effective. Yeah, highly. Effective. Now they're coming out. Now there's been another one released. It's been a week since we recorded the last one. They've got a new one out. Oh, it begins with an M. Mama. I can't remember the name either, but it's ninety four percent effective. Expected Ooh. to be so. Okay, but yeah, thank you for following up with that. I did want to say quickly, this edition of Digi Here is brought to you by Pol Pot Home Loans where their loan process is anything but torture. What even is a reverse mortgage? Like the Benjamin Button of home loans? Either way, you still die broke at the end. Damn. <laughs> and for a quick second, you got me again. I really thought we had a sponsor there. Yeah, Pol Pot Home Loans. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Spend all your holidays in Cambodia. <laughs> um, okay, so this has been episode 159 of Funny to Informing. Um, I'm John, that's Chris Pizza, Peisenberg, Coleman, and we hope that you guys enjoy listening as much as we enjoy chatting and shooting the shit you can laugh with us or at us. It does not matter. And Coleman... <gasps> Tip your cephalopod seekers. I started running out of breath at the end. <laughs> <laughs>